Being an entrepreneur can be lonely. That's why I joined the Bra Network. That's the Business Relationships Alliance. Just like a good bra, the Bra Network lifts, gathers, and connects you to other like-minded entrepreneurial women with the knowledge that when we work together, we rise together. For me, the Bra Network provides the community, mentorship, collaboration, and empowerment I was looking for. From business, marketing, and finance courses to curated events to weekly Zoom meetups, the Bra Network works to advance women across the country. If you haven't joined, now's the time. Use your special code, WARRIOR, for your discount and join today at bra-network.com. That's bra-network.com. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. There continues to be a huge response to my first ever solo podcast episode entitled Resilience is Bullshit. I know. I know I stuck, struck a nerve. I want women to know that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to take time and space for yourself. In my next solo podcast, I'm going to be talking about enjoying the journey. Now, before you kill me, believe me, I thought enjoying the journey was a joke. But I have realized how I can enjoy the journey even amidst life's ups and downs. So stay tuned next week for a solo podcast. And as always, I'd love to connect with you, whether it's on Instagram at warriorwomenpod or contact me through my website and sign up to stay connected at lizswadek.com. All the links are in the show notes. Okay, well, on today's show, what do you do when you're dealt an unimaginable loss? When you are not sure if you can go on? I believe the only thing you can do is to make meaning from your suffering, to take the darkness that is enveloping you and start shining a light. Many women like Catherine Wolf from Hope Heals or Don Marie Deshaies, the MS warrior, or the ladies from the cancer cartel have used their stories of tragedy and turned it into a triumph. My guest today has done that and more. Not only has she raised a hundred million dollars, so that all kids have accessible playgrounds, no matter their ability. She's also started another nonprofit to fund women-centered nonprofits. She's a mentor, a collaborator, who's tangibly moving the needle one project, one need, one problem at a time. This is the highest level of purpose. When you are not only living your passion, but helping others. Her model of holistic success is something I'm learning from, and I hope you do too. Let's do it. What do you want for yourself in 2022? How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up this year? Join me for this special workshop to gain clarity and confidence over 2022 and what it will be for you. Come reflect on 2021 Be intentional about 2022 and use what's blocking you to unlock your unlimited potential. You see, you really don't need resolutions. You need a revolution. 
The details, it's February 1st, 2022 at 5 p.m. PST and 8 p.m. EST. What is the price? $22. Put yourself first. Give yourself the gift of time to plan and expand. Come meet wonderful women and envision your 2022 with me, Liz Swadek. Link is in the show notes through Eventbrite. Today on the show, Catherine Curry-Williams. Kat is the president and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation, which awards grants to female-founded and operated nonprofit organizations, which provide mentorship, funding, training, and advancement resources to girls and women. Kat has also fulfilled her mission to unite children of all abilities through play, compassion, and kindness. Following the loss of her son, Shane, in 1997, Catherine founded Chains Inspiration, a global nonprofit which creates inclusive playgrounds and educational programs that promote inclusion for children with disabilities. She is a powerhouse creator, guys, philanthropist, and a true inspiration. I'm so excited. She's my new friend. Welcome to the show, Kat. Hello. Hi, everyone. I am, um, oh, such a, such a beautiful reading of that. I, I, I have to have you, you know, a recording. I'm going to come that. with you. Yeah, I'm just going to come with you and just, I'm going to, you're just going to have me with you all the time. And everywhere you go before you walk in the room, I'm just going to say that. Yes, because <laughs> like, what do you do? And I'm like, uh, Liz, take it away. Because <laughs> exactly. it Liz, doesn't ever sound me? as good as that. <laughs> I know. I love, you know what it is true. It's really nice when somebody reads an intro of you and you hear about yourself like that. You're like, Wow, that's me. Wow. <laughs> right. No, well, I'd like to meet me. <laughs> I, I really like to get to know me better. And we're going to do that today. Okay, great. I met you when I was the keynote at the Broad Network's Women on the Rise event. I was amazed at the work you're doing, the impact you've made in so many areas. And I basically stalked you. I was like, Catherine Gray, get me to Cat Curry Williams. I got to have her on my podcast. So I was so thrilled because you've made such a tangible, I, I, that's what I want to impress upon everybody you've made such a tangible impact in the world. So I'm so excited to have you here today. But let's start at the beginning, because that's where I start. How did your childhood affect the work that you're doing now in the world, would you say? Well, on a a whole, I'm the baby of four girls. So women were around me 24-7. We lived in a small house and there was one bathroom. So they were around 24-7. And uh, (laughs) I had to listen a lot. I was always dismissed, you know, and at some point maybe in my life, I decided to be heard, you know, and maybe not exactly decided. I just figured out how to be heard. So that in part affects who I am. Maybe some say I talk a lot. Well, that's because I had to talk a lot to get my point across. But it's what I do best in a room when I need to enroll someone into something that I find exciting and inspiring to me. We grew up very, I would say very poor. We we were, we did not have a lot. We lived in my grandmother's house. It was a lovely house, but we didn't have a lot. My mom and dad were divorced, four girls. My mom had four jobs. and. Wow. I, you know, went to school, came home, played, cut out of school, came home, played. I'm the youngest of four. So basically no one was taking pictures or there was no tracking me. And it was a small household. I learned how to compromise everything. And, 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 but I did pay attention to my mom writing checks all the time, even though we had little, we gave. And Mm. 
That's a little philanthropy seed right there. You know, I look back because the question has been posed to me before how, what of my childhood. And of course, at some point I thought, well, nothing. I was just like a, a, a devil child. I was a run around the run about, you know, what, what could possibly, but then when I think back of what I had to do and why I, what seeds there, my mom was very giving and very compassionate. We had a guy with a disability that lived across the street from us and he sold ties. And I think my mom would buy ties. None of us were all girls. Okay. No father. (laughs) Where are all these ties going? Exactly. I'm just saying my mom changed the way I think of things. You know, I got to, I have to give her credit for it. She's no longer with us and she was kind. And I hope that I can say that takes me to where I am today, you know? Oh, for absolute sure. And I will say as being the fourth, the untrackable, the rebel, the that's who you are now in so many ways, but you use your powers for good. (laughs) There you go. You're using your trackable, untrackable rebel, you know, do as I want to do to light the world up. So that's, that's where I see it. That's that's what I I tell people this. I say, okay, now if you repeat it, I will not give you wine. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Don't tell anybody. Um, (laughs) Sound very sexy. I'm a rebel, but, but truly those are, elements that I have taken along with me. And uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you moved to LA, speaking of rebel, you moved to LA at 18 with a suitcase and a bicycle, Kat Curry. So if you could tell, I love to ask this question. I've never asked anyone this question before. I just want you to know that. Okay. Never, ever asked anyone this question before on the podcast. But I just I hope I don't embar- give you an embarrassing answer. And no, like, no, because when I saw you moved to LA with 18 in a suitcase and a bicycle, I just had such a visual of that. I could just picture that. And I thought if you could give your 18 year old self advice today, what would you tell her knowing what you know now? Oh, yeah. I would tell her to probably slow down on that bicycle because I did fall off it and <laughs> Threw up those handlebars uh, and had to put it to the side. So I would tell her to slow down and take a minute to breathe, you know, look around at the beauty that not, not, you know, look at yourself, see the beauty in yourself. And I would tell her to don't be in such a hurry to grow up because I, so I wanted to be 21 you know, since I'm nine, I was the youngest and I knew, I knew 18 was freedom. That's why I moved so quickly. Cause when I was growing up, 18 was freedom. I would tell myself to slow down and look at things from, as, uh, Joni Mitchell will say from all sides now, you know, and because I reacted, I gave a lot of good things because it propelled me. I saw it. I wanted it. I did it. I moved forward. But I would have also told myself, don't try to grow up so fast. The beauty in the youth of learning, learning something new every day and taking it in and digesting it. But I do know that my 22-year-old daughter, I would like to bestow that wisdom on her. And I do. But I understand at that age, even though someone can say to you, slow down and smell those roses and, you know, breathe unless you get it mm-hmm. personally at that age. It's hard. It's hard. every, no one else knows yeah. who knows, you know? So I knew 
because my example sits in my face every day at my 22 year old daughter, not every day because she lives in Baltimore, but I know mom, I, it's not, you know, and I'm sure I did the same thing. So, yeah. so I remember that now. And I talk to my 18 year old, 21 year old self and, and, and now still, because I'm still there. And um, so thank you for asking that question because it, it helps remind me to continue to ask my, tell myself that. Yes. And you know? connect with that part of us, right. Yeah. That wants to, well, the old, the oldest part of us, our little, our little hers, our little she's and also to slow down. And I, I have, I have adopted a new mantra, which, and feel free to borrow it with me. It right. is when you slow down, you speed up all you desire because uh-huh. I'm a little racehorse too. And I want to run and do, do, do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Cause when you, cause this is like, even this, right. We're yep. connecting. We had a nice even chat before this podcast, which I never do. But I was like, I want to connect with you. I want to talk to you. So like, it is about that, right? Yes. It's slowing down. It, it is about uh, taking that breath, taking that breath and, and digesting it and processing it. And I think that's why they say in our 50s that we start realizing that and people, women especially like, being older, you know, in certainly in that way of wisdom, you, you might not be in the way of gravity, but in the way of wisdom, it, it, it's great uh, getting older. So, you know, gravity, hey, you know, uh, well, you got to take some of the it's gotta, it's gotta come with it. It's got to, it's got to, I'm okay with it. Betty White, let's give a little. Homage. Oh, yes, our Betty just passed yeah. away. Yes. And, and uh, she, was, she was the epitome of, beauty and grace, age and wisdom in her way. Yes, amen, amen. You have raised over $100 million to build universally accessible playgrounds worldwide. Tell me about your beautiful son, Shane, and why you started Shane's Inspiration. Okay, this is is where the breath comes in. Yes. I gave birth to my first child. His name was Shane. Had a beautiful nine-month healthy pregnancy. And uh, on the day we gave birth, I gave birth, but my husband will always say we, and I'll include him. Shane was born uh, and had to be whisked off to the, you know, the crash cart because he wasn't breathing on his own, which was, you know, it was shocking. He's seven pound, beautiful baby boy, no sign. I had a good pregnancy. I took care of everything. I had all the tests, nothing indicated that he would have uh that he would have what he did, which was called spinal muscular atrophy. And the type was Wernick Hoffman. And after 14 days, we, we discovered that's what it was after, after 10 days, I'm sorry, um, because there were many tests because it was a rare genetic disorder that mm. both my husband and I carry, which is shocking because when I say rare at the time, it was like, 40,000, 40,000 and what we can read about it. We, we never heard of the term. We never saw it, you know, and lots of family had kids. My sister by this time had her three girls and my other sisters had their girls. And this was not, um, I was having a boy, which that was the shock of it all. Cause we're from girls. My sisters have girls. Um, and he, uh, the diagnosis was uh was fatal was shocking and um 
he died in 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 the hospital in the NICU in her arms. And I, a part of us, my husband and I, you know, closed off and, you know, I would say I can't, you know, with him, just I, I was the person that I, you said, you know, that rebel coming out at 18 and, and I was in full swing of my life at the time, very successful. And what I was doing at that point was acting. And I had many commercials and I, many, many, and I was, you know, took a break to have a baby and then going to go back and grab the, uh, the, the world by storm again with my acting career. And my husband was uh, writing and acting. And so that changed on that dime because I couldn't get out. I, my agents, I was like, nope, I can't go for about a year. I barely could get out of bed. I was angry at God. I was, I wrote a book, uh, not a book. I wrote so many things that I could write a book to letters to God, you know, and I was sad and angry and, but it was also little, did I know cathartic and letting myself grieve the way I did. And my husband, on the other hand, got his first job from Stephen Botchko as a television writer and his grieving took place, but got to go away every day. You know, his grieving. Had something to focus on and, and yes. move forward with. Yeah. Right. And I just, and thank God, because there were bills that had to be paid and I, could no longer work supporting any, you know, commercial doing any work because I couldn't get out of bed, but I did. I did in one approximately nine months to a year ish. My sister-in-law who lives in Scarsdale at the time and sent me a letter with a, with a newspaper clipping in it that she said, oh, my God, yesterday I read in the Connecticut news because she lives, Scarsdale's not that far from Connecticut, about a woman who lost her baby to spinal muscular atrophy. Oh, my God, we've never heard of this before. And here I'm reading this article. I'm sending it to you. I mean, she sent it to me because I wanted you, you know, so I read it and I'm like, I have to, can you please find out her name? I mean, I knew her name, Amy Barzak. How can we reach her? Reach the newspaper. My sister-in-law used to be a, a producer television. So she knew how to do that. She reached the woman, Amy, because what I, what we talked about, so Amy and I talked in our grief, both with the loss of our baby boys, hers was Jonathan. And this is 25 years, 25 years ago now. And she wanted to do something good in his memory. So she started a movement I'll call called Boundless Playground. So she was building one playground in memory of her son in the Jewish Community Center and doing something good in his memory struck the chord. And literally I went from zero to get dressed, get on the plane, go to Connecticut, meet her and let me see what she's doing and how I can, how can I help? Yeah. What can I do to make a difference here? Wow. So she did the playground there. And then I created with not just I, I mean, a community takes a village, uh, really takes a village called my friend Tiffany and said, can we, would you be interested in helping me start a nonprofit? I want to be the first universally accessible playground on the West 
coast. There's nothing like it. Let's go. And we did research. Talk about due diligence. We went to every playground. We spoke to every government official in playgrounds. And they said, oh, yeah, they're accessible. They're accessible. And we were like in tears. I was in tears at this point because I thought had I brought my son Shane home, he'd be in a wheelchair. That's what we thought originally before we got the diagnosis that it was fatal. We thought we're 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 going to bring him home. We'll build ramps. We'll well. So every moment, I took it personally. It was like you you can't play at these. Yeah, parts. no. If you're in a wheelchair, how in the world would you? If you look at any like regular playground that's out there, a kid in a wheelchair would have to sit and stare and watch other kids playing. Well, and that wouldn't even be able to do it. Accessible meant that there's a transfer deck. And there was only 10% of children talk about research being your best friend and enemy. It's like you find, I found out more only 10% could actually leave their wheelchair slither along the floor. Like what the heck was that? Okay. Anger is in my case at the time, I could not be with that. And uh, now I will say 25 years later, 75 playgrounds and education and transportation programs because that's what came out of that one letter and inspiration to get out of bed. Lots of hard work, lots of people, lots of money raised. I didn't care who got the credit for it. My motto at the time was the children are waiting to play. And in less than two years, we opened up the first universally accessible playground called Shane's Inspiration in Griffith Park on two acres. And it is there better and thriving than ever still. And we have 75 playgrounds of its kind all around the world on five continents. And to cut to a 25-year cut, I, about seven years ago, decided that the mission really is feeling very complete for me. And I'd like to pivot. And what will I do? Now, what, where is there another, uh, you know, and I love women. I'm one of four. Yes. Yes. This is, this is bringing me to my next question. You are the president and co-founder of She Angels Foundation. So I want to, yes. So this, obviously you wanted to create something. You had already fulfilled this mission and it's ongoing. Like you said before, it's ongoing. It's now it's become a a kind of machine that you built where people are still giving and there's still playgrounds being built. It's sort of, it, it kind it, of has legs, right? It's evolved. Yes, yes. It's called, it's actually called, oh, Inclusion Matters by Shane's Inspiration. So it's evolved in its whole, you know, yes, there and, you know, it's fantastic carrying out a mission, expanding the mission there. Yes, but you knew you wanted to do something new and create something new. And you knew women were your target because you already grew up with women and you love women and you're like, want to be with women. And you and you, and so tell me how this all evolved, this, this She Angels uh, Foundation. It, it evolved because I used to do a seminar called Women with a Purpose Seminar. And I was, had you know, 250 women that would show up year after year going like great women, philanthropic, loving what we're doing, sharing ideas with each other, sharing our values, sharing. And there was, I couldn't get the name uh, women with the purpose. There was another trademark. So I called my friend, Catherine Gray. And I said, Catherine, do you, you love women, really love them. You're married. (laughs) You're married to one for God's sake. You really love women. Um, (laughs) you, You have a group. I have groups are you interested in joining me on this mission, which I know is your mission? You know, let's look into funding women because I found out that only 1.6% of women 
and girls' causes get funded. So that gave my critical unmet need a check. And then my other check was like, oh, I I can't let this, this is not going to go unnoticed by me. I'm not, you know, I'm out to change one thing at a time. And this is, you know, so let's start here. And Catherine was like, well, I've, I've always wanted to do nonprofit. I'm like, well, I have the skill set, you know, whether I wanted to or not. 25 years in, I mentor other nonprofits, by the way, as my gift of giving back. I've done that for years and years. Um, And I will be running the show if you want running the, you know, that part of the skill set, but you have such another skill set. And she said yes. And we formed a company called She Angels Foundation. Um, there is, uh, you know, and we have that trademark as She Angels Foundation, and we, uh, and we just threw our hat over the wall, which is something that I say all the time. It's a quote that John F. Kennedy said in his inauguration speech, I think. And the, don't quote me, but throwing the hat over the wall meant like if my hat's over the wall, now I have to go get it, and I, I use that. I'm phrase. going to have to call this podcast <laughs> episode "Throw Your Hat Over the Wall" now that you just said that. <laughs> I've never heard that quote. Oh, it's a great quote. And I can find the whole quote because it's. Oh, from my God. I'll find it. I'll find oh, it. I'll I love find that you it. Can oh, my God. It. I think I have to collaborate with you and research and things because I love, you know, you need people. Uh, that's that's one of the things that that I share all the time, that collaboration and, you know, is so, so important because there's always something new that you can learn every single day. And if you put yourself in a group of women, men, you know, wise, young and old, there's a tidbit going to happen there. And, you know, if you think you know it all, then that's where you should go back to school and learning. I I always believe in um, in that. So I want to know from you and research is not one of my, my best things because I move fast. And you know so- what? I am the exact same way. And I, but I have learned through this podcast that the more I research a woman, what that says to the woman is, wow, this woman just didn't haphazardly invite me on this podcast and just show up and just say like, okay, what are we going to talk about today? This woman actually looked into it, researched me, took that time. It, it's, a, it's a respect thing. It's I'm inviting you on here. I want you to have the best possible experience. And part of that is me knowing where should I go with you? Where well, and now it's become exciting. Now it's become like the research is more like fun for me because I'm like looking for the gold, you know. I'm like, ooh, okay, Panther denim. Yeah, now I'm like excited about it. Yeah. Well, I love that, and I really appreciate and admire that in you. And so, thank you so much. It's yeah. it's, it's a wonderful but, skill to have, especially I know when you have to train yourself to have it. Yes. It, it, yeah. yeah I, and I, I like your point though, about always learning number one, but also having different people in the room, because that is why I started these masterminds. Like we were talking about before is because I've noticed that women like you and me want to meet other women, listen to their experience and say, wait a minute, I have never thought about that before. I have a woman that I recently met. My, my daughter has IBD and I've, I, she was diagnosed at uh, 12 and we spent last Christmas in the hospital. That was really fun. And so she, this is a permanent thing for her 12 years old. She has ulcerative colitis, right? This is, this is a lot for her. I I, I, I found this great foundation, which is IBD strong, 
And they had this whole event and she reached out to me on Facebook. She found me in some IBD parent group and said, would you like to come to this event? I went to her event, brought my daughter, Coco. We had a wonderful time and she felt so validated because she met all these other kids that had it. And mm-hmm. it was a concert. And it wasn't like they were like over here going, poor me, poor me. They were having a concert. They were having a great time, but they were also educating people like, hey, this is, you know, we go to the hospital sometimes. Sometimes this doesn't, we have a flare up. It goes really bad for us. Or sometimes we're in remission and we're good. So it was a really, it was an education. But I put up a post the other day, Kat Curry, and I said, resilience is bullshit. Mm-hmm. resilience is bullshit because resilience is why women try to just strong arm their way through everything and not give themselves a minute to cry, be on the floor, say what happened to me, like take it in, try to like, you know, kind of, I don't know, embody process. some stress in it. Yeah. And process. process. Like it's, this, it's this word we've now used to just like steamroll the bad thing that has come for us. And she called me up and she was upset. She said, I, but I really like that word and I really resonate. And I said, oh my goodness. And then the next day we spoke, she said, you know what? That, I'm really glad you did that because that just challenged me. I don't want these kids to think that I'm serving in my community that you just, oh, you have IBD. You know, kids are resilient. You know, kids, they just get over it. And she said, I am, it struck a nerve with her. It was a new idea, but she was glad I brought it up. So that's exactly what I'm saying. When you're in these groups, like you're saying, you get these new ideas. Right. And and things that strike a nerve, that is a really important thing. That's the time we need to take a moment, take a breath. And that's where wisdom comes in of like, oh, okay. Because I'm personally was very quick to do that and really in the last 10 years have shifted my literally I feel the shift in my being with uh patience and non-judgment and you know and getting back on course when I do taking the time taking a look at it get back you know it, it's it's a process it's a process that you honor yourself for, for being able to do that, be making mistakes. Like, yeah, that's okay. Being, being, like you said, there's things that resilience is an interesting word that you chose to dissect because yeah. Well, I need to know about and I'm going to put all the she angels. I'm going to put the Shanes. All, everything's going to be in the show notes. I just want everyone to know all the links to donate. I, I am now a member of the she angels foundation. I went to the first event. It was the greatest. And I'm so excited to do all the, things. the events are free for the went for, for, well, it's, we only do membership events. So we, yes. it's kind of fun. It's like a book club, but more, more exciting. And the people that are at those are, are as you know, you've, you've met them. dynamic. We can make a difference and we can do it. It's not expensive to be a member. It's $500 to be a member. And the reason why I'm not scared to say that word is because people go to chicken dinners, to galas every time, and it's not a hundred percent write-off. And then that's it. It's once it's one and you're done. This $500 is called part of our collecting giving program. And that every 10 women become a 5,000 grant that we can award that happens. We've awarded, I think, 14 grants to date. We're on our way. We have seven in the, the pike at least once a month. We are doing it because that money is 100% tax deductible for a member. 
I mean, we have members that give more and, but the $500 mark is because that's how much it costs for a small dinner now that you only, you know, that it goes to the dinner or some of it. And I, I don't knock it. People have to do what they do to raise money, but because I was in and how I mentored other nonprofits is do your best to use your money wisely from your donations. And I felt the membership one would be a great model. And so here we are today, it's, you know, living in the model that's only a year and a little over a year strong. Absolutely. And so I'm grateful. We are grateful that you found us and we found you. And this is a, it's a collaborative effort. Well, I'm, I'm telling the world, you know, I already had 10 women join. I'm, you know, once I know something like this, I'm like, look at this. You have to join. This is amazing. I tell everyone, I'm like, I'm like your other cat, your, your other Catherine Gray. I'm over here. You know, I'm, I'm handling the Valley side. She's handling the other side. I got the Valley covered for you. Thank you so much because somebody has to do the paperwork. And that is something that (laughs) I've learned that I do not like at all. Oh my God. Oh my God. But but Sabrina, Sabrina Spagnolo in New Jersey is, uh, She's the one now that she handles the, the, I say it and, and it happens now. Um, yeah. Also, you have to learn how to delegate. delegate oh, God, yeah. oh yeah. Now that's something I'm just learning now. Uh, tell me though, before we move on to wine, women and chocolate, which, you know, I want to get there fast. Cause I'd love okay. it. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Tell me first though, some of the nonprofits that you've already donated to through she angels. So we can get it like a sense of what kind of organizations, kind of organizations that we give um, true beauty discovery. It's a wonderful organization and people um, don't realize these young girls. So it's young girls and they do, they do classes for young girls, it, empowering them to be who they are from who they are, not who they are from looking at a magazine and discovering that, oh, I'm too fat, I'm too thin from a magazine. They, they, this organization t- teaches them to look within. It's a wonderful organization called True Beauty Discovery. Oh gosh, they're all fa- Wings World Quest. That's a sign. The sign oh, I love that. The STEM for women. You gave that check while at the event while I was there. And I was like, what is this organization? This is incredible. So it, it basically gives to women who are in science, right? Who are researching, yes. who are, you know, because a lot of women cannot get funded and they're, and they're broke trying to do their research. Oh, it, it's, it's crazy. And then, the, but the, these are women we want to stand. One of the reasons that the, uh, the, the grants that we give are to women founded and operated nonprofit organizations. And the things that we look for in these organizations are, you know, or is, how can they be heard in the world? How, we need to have women in, in the room and their voices in the room. And so, um, uh, but that comes from being a child, being home. Like uh, these women want to be seen and acknowledged and they might now be in a very different situation, like in a homeless shelter and they are not being able to be educated. So we give to several organizations that that have a way for women to really get up by what was being down in poverty to getting out and speaking about there as a woman and where they are in the world. It's like they don't have to be the president. They have to be who they are authentically themselves. We An example is another organization we gave to is women warrior the women not women warriors you're the women warriors uh, <laughs> That's veteran, me. veteran women's 
women that are vets that come out of the army, they are they are, are now kind of displaced on what do we do in life? Like men will go into certain jobs or continue in the army. So Women, helping them transition from so being helping them, in the, you know, back into regular society, getting a job, all of those things. Right. And then talking about being in the room to talk about their experiences as a woman in what we know is a man's world. And that's a wonderful organization. I can, you know, tell you also. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes too. If you want to give me Wings World, all those. So if anybody wants to donate or get involved or learn more about these, because these are all incredible. They're on our website. The best thing to do is to go to a foundation.org, right? Yes. And all of them are on the website with their their links. Okay, great. Um, All right. Now we're going to get to some wine, women, and chocolate. Well, so this is a, this is, I love when you call it a hobby. <laughs> um, you don't do anything small, Kat Carey Williams. So I love even you calling it a hobby. It's the funniest thing. Um, okay. So tell me about, you've kind of, now you're expanding it. Now you're really, now you're really doing something with this thing. So tell me okay. about, about it. Wine, women and chocolate since 2013 was, listen, I love wine and everybody has to give themselves permission to drink it. Right. So I, I wholeheartedly, I I use the term wine, women, and chocolate as metaphors, like wine is your time to relax women. It's your time to share and be involved and listen to your brethren. And chocolate is permission, permission to indulge yourself in whether it's a bath, a book, a woman's group, a, you know, a mastermind, give yourself permission to do that. Don't be too busy, you know, and wine, drink whatever you want, sip it, but it's that time to unwind and get, you know, it shifts your day. I had to make up metaphors rather than just drinking it all. Cause that works for me too. Um, <laughs> I started the website and I do a newsletter once a month. It's called the love it list and I've been doing it. And now we'll debut, I think February 7th for wine, women and chocolate podcast. And what a hobby and, you know, not taking ourselves too seriously, not taking wine too seriously, chocolate too seriously. And women, we will take very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be amazing. And so it'll be fun, and uh, and I look forward to uh, having you as one of my guests. And and oh, please, I would love it. You know who's going to be my fifth guest is Steve Picaro, who is a band member of Toto, a very prominent band men- member. Oh, of yes. Toto. He wrote Human Nature and uh, for Michael Jackson and so on because he loves chocolate and his girlfriend <laughs> loves wine. So they're both going to be on it. So you see, this is this is open. It will be a short thirty minute love fest of all of those things. Oh my and God. I'm loving this. What more can I say? I mean, I love it. So what, tell me, we're, we're going to get to the speed round, which is my favorite thing in the world, by okay. the way. I don't even know if you saw those questions, but you're going to, if you if you didn't, it'll be a real speed round. Okay. Um, what, what is your secret? Would you say if you had to just kind of give a one kind of liner of what, what is your secret to being such a masterful and successful creator? Do you even know that that's what you are? Cause you are. But I want to know, what's your secret? The things that I know are the things that I don't know. And I honor the things I don't know as much. And so um, I empower my collaborators. I always say that, like have a team around you um, not and don't micromanage. I, I learned that. That's helpful in everything that I do when I don't micromanage, when I ask for help. <laughs> um, you know, a network of mentors. 
I do have a network of mentors and uh, that, that is uh, there. Stay true to my own vision, but, you know, see the bigger picture, uh, you know, allow others to, you know, add to your vision, but, you know, because you want to see the big picture, but, but you know, you can be true to yourself as well there. And um, I, that, that, that's it. Listen, you know, listen, listen, listen. And um, then you have to take action because I'm big on vision boards also. And vision board is something very different for me. I, I, I actually have vision board retreats and solving before, before for women before COVID hit. I I'm an infinite possibilities trainer. So Mike Dooley is um, I'm a certified infinite possibilities, but I did it just because I wanted to learn something new and I did. And so I always say thoughts are things, choose them wisely because that's true for me. Yes. And so I'm, I watch my thoughts and I, and I, and I choose them wisely. I, I do. I walk my talk. I would say that is something that helps is I walk my talk. And when I see that I'm not, I, I receive the message that that might not be walking my talk. And so uh, and you recommit, right? And then, and then you recommit, come back yeah. to the breath, come back to the stillness, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny that you just said that because I just certified as a, a, a mind magic coach, which this woman named Tracy Lett. And she, one of the things, the, the reason why I did is because she came on this podcast and said, well, you know, your thoughts are just options. And I was like, what? Like, I actually did not realize that your thoughts are not you. Yeah. You are not your thoughts. And that, that has been, that awareness has been the greatest thing of my life because we can really get bogged down by oh. these thoughts that we're having, right? Like, who am I to do that? Why should I do that? Who said I could? Like, I mean, you can just really go down a rabbit hole and never do all the things, never be the master creator that you want to be. If you really listen to some of those well, thoughts. You can step on your own foot. Oh God, yeah. percent because of that. I just shared that with my daughter yesterday, the conversation about thoughts. And um, because I do a course in miracles and this is the second year and today's day four. And yesterday was about, we put meaning to things and that's your thoughts, you know, depend that this is not something until you make it something in a certain way, but we, we, you know, it's deeper because, you know, but that's what we start to unfold. And to start with that, what you just said, thoughts have to, uh, uh, are you, you, your interpretation of them. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, I, I like to say it's a beautiful day and sometimes it's raining, but I see the <laughs> day that it's raining yeah, and yeah. that is an option. So let me take it's an option. Day. That option lifts my spirits. Then I'll drink a little glass of wine to that. <laughs> God, I love you so much. Okay. We're now onto the speed round. It's party time. Speaking of wine, what is your word? I'm going to make you pick one if you haven't already. Your word for 20. 22. Content. I have a word. Oh, okay. Why did you choose that word? Because I looked it up because I was thinking, oh, that word is too passive. Cause, cause it came, I saw it somewhere and then I said, oh, it's too passive. I'm like, I can't pick a passive word for my word. Uh, every year I do a women's, my women's group does a retreat and we have to pick a word and this happened in December. So of course you go back and forth, what's your word, but yes. it, it it's 
uh, oh, it's meaning, which I should write. I, I actually yes, know. Because you have to know exactly what the definition is. Yeah. Yes. And that was, you know, happy where you are in the in peace, happy and in peace. And that's a great place for me to start everything that I'm doing yes. is starting from content. It doesn't mean that I can't, uh, that I am passive. So I chose it because it was one that I, um, I was like, Oh, I, I don't want to pick a password. So I, I found, no, it gave me more power to be content and I am, and it's true. And so, um, there's a peacefulness so, with that. I think that's the beauty of it, right? It is in action. I'm I'm going to look it up exactly what it means, but what is my next speed round? <laughs> what? Oh, you're looking at your next one. And by the way, oh, no, I think, I'm not I looking think... at it. I'm looking at the word, my word, and why oh. why content? Oh, you should have seen some of the other words that I had. You know, you would have gone like, oh, I was too pompous because you know I have to. It's in a content is a state of peaceful happiness. So um, that that was what struck you. You know, but all the, cause you know, I wrote a lot of words out and I was like, okay, I like some of the pompous words, but I chose <laughs> a word that really, really felt like that my word. So that's why I know that quickly in the speed round, but I don't know what, I forgot the other questions. Okay. But well, I'm going to ask you the next one, but I, by the way, I chose the word audacious Ooh. because it's, it means bold, confident, or extremely daring but can sometimes be cheeky or shameless. And uh, I said, you know what I'm going to be in my life? Shameless. I love So I went crazy when I saw that was part of it, that it's a little cheeky because it's like me, the fun of it, right? The fun of being bold and, and, and out there. I was like, I love this word. So I, that's well, you're, you, but you need to come to New York June 5th because when we get together, the she angels get together in New York. Not everybody can, but if you can, I would love to come my cheeky friends. That's what I love so much about New York. And Marianne Williamson will speak at that, at that uh, she angels. So if you're a member, this is a good incentive to become a member. Yes, it is. Um, And you're on the East coast too. That's even a, yes, uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to come. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. What's your mantra or quote that you live by? Well, I, I think I, I do live by my thoughts or things, choose them wisely. I, I, I live by that. I love that. What makes you feel unstoppable? My friends and conversations like this with you, Liz, this is, this is my happy place. And in my happy place, I feel unstoppable. I love it. I love it. Me too. (laughs) What are you most proud of? I'm Oh gosh, I'm most proud of that's that that is the speed round question that how do I say that's what is speedy about it? I'm 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 proud that in my own self that I can realize that from where I came, my family, my mothers, my sisters, that we that that I can see the beauty that came out of a lot of tumult. It's a good Jewish word. Um uh, Mishigas, a, a, a lot of uh, heavy. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very proud that I can have found the people in the world that also can see that, that I have friends, all my friends. I'm proud to have friends that we can say that back and forth to each other. We can lift each other and not, and, and, and find a place to be through the lows and the highs. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that my daughter notices that in me. I'm proudest 
that my husband does and they could do that. And I'm proud that I can see that in others and aspire in that way to see that that's more light in the world than dark. And we need more light because the dark likes to consume the higher. So in one sentence, not to be consumed by the dark and, and keep shining the light is what I'm proud. I love that. You, and you, and you are, and you do. Um, What is exciting you the most right now? (laughs) I I was excited that I got up and got dressed today and put some makeup on because I had a (laughs) meeting with Robin uh, uh, about the podcast. And um, I'm very excited for your podcast. Very, very excited to, to move forward in this year and take the lessons from the two years of a lot of in inside inward thinking and zoom and seeing how, how I can meld the two and keep some of those things in place because I liked spending a lot of time together with my friends. And I got like you on this zoom and taking the time. So I hope people want to listen to more podcasts and be in in the room with more like you, women like you who are warriors and taking the coaching excites me to take the coaching and sometimes to share my ideas of coaching. I'm very feel blessed to be able to be excited by that. And then uh, giving a, giving a lot of grants is great. Giving away a ton of money. I love that mission to be complete and we can fulfill the critical unmet need of women being funded. So yeah. Hey. Moving the needle all over the place. Kat Curry-Williams, thank you so much for this conversation. I have enjoyed this so much. This, this oh, in some ways, is, was not even a podcast for me. This was like a joy beyond. So thank you so much for coming on today and like exchanging ideas with me and have it. I just love all the things you said and I'm learning so much from you. So thank you so much. Thank you. You can see how this is so ex- This is exciting. Could we do this every day? But I mean, can we? You know, this is all that we love to do. And in it, there, there's money raised. There's uh, people help. There's women is standing in the room and being the warrior that they are. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Oh my gosh. All right. Thank you everyone for joining me today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.